Hi everyone, you're listening to the Dare Daniel Podcast. My name is Daniel Barnes. I'm the Daniel in Dare Daniel. I'm also the film critic for the Sacramento News and Review. My co-host, I would say comedian, I'm going to go comedy legend. His name's Corky McDonald. What's up everybody? I'm Corky. I'm the podcast in Dare Daniel Podcast. (laughs) He is too, on this little mini... That's the kind of shit you get from a comedy legend, Dan. I, I couldn't roll with you on that. I'm I sorry. couldn't roll with you. Well, you're, you're not a comedy legend. I'm not. I'm not com. Not even funny. You're a comedy myth. <laughs> comedy myth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, on this little mini episode, little beefed up little Tuesday mini episode, our Tuesday mini episode. I We're like back our, to Tuesday mini episode. Back to Tuesday mini episodes. Yeah, because we wanted to beef it up a little bit. I like beefy minis. Yeah, I'm gonna call it a maxi episode. No, I'm not gonna do that. Well, <laughs> that's right. Probably in retrospect, I'm not gonna call it that at all. A maxi podcast. What? On this next episode, we are going to take a look at the film we're reviewing next week. We're also going to take a look back at our previous review, our fifth of five Scare Daniel reviews. That was Exorcist to The Heretic. We're going to answer our question of the week, worst film featuring the best cast. And we're going to read a few of your movie dares. First of all, Corky. Yes. Flashback time. Hmm. It's like two months ago. We review a little film. It's called Suburbicon. Oh, I remember that. Do you remember that? I do. Episode 17, 19, 12? I think it's 16. It's in that 15. range there. It's in the 15 to 20 range, I would say. Go out and check that out. I can tell you the first five in a row. I can't tell you much about after, after that. After that, yeah, no, it gets a little hazy. That's what happens when you turn our age. Right. Let's just say our age. And we drink a lot of beer. We do, we're drinking a lot of beer. We disagreed on the film. Uh-huh. I thought it was offensive. Yeah. To my very nature. You, uh, I thought you were going to say awful, because you also thought it was that. It was awful. It was animal discharge. I, you, you, far from thinking it was animal discharge, <laughs> thought it was... Delightful. The the height of civility. <laughs> you thought it was very mannered. Yes. Thought it was a- polite. It used tools. Yeah. It was able to use tools and build <laughs> tools to make other tools. So that's how advanced that movie was. Absolutely. Uh, it was directed by a gentleman by the name of George Clooney. That's my guy. George Clooney is your guy. George Clooney also directed the film that we will be reviewing next week. Oh. That film, which came out before Suburbicon, is called The Monuments Men. Ah. Uh, it is our first film after our Scare Daniel series, although I will say I was probably more scarred by this film mm-hmm. than by anything that we watched over the month of October. Right. Let's listen to a preview. Don't fall asleep. Yeah. For The Monuments Men. Hungry? You buying? Uncle Sam is. Mr. President, we are at a point in this war that is the most dangerous to the greatest historical achievements known to man. The Nazis have been stealing art out of Warsaw, Amsterdam, Paris. Come to put a team together and try to protect what's left and find what's missing. The monuments, man. Signed by Roosevelt. How many men? For now, six. Jeez. Well, with you at seven. Aren't you a little old for that? Yes. Lieutenant, you're not going to have the equipment, you're not going to have the manpower. I think that went well. 
The Nazis are on the run. They're taking everything with them. So we have to get as close to the front as we can. I'm interested in what you saw there. Thousands of pieces. They would photograph the art, then take to Hitler. We're going to have to jump ahead of the Third Army and get into Germany. How can I help you steal our stolen art? You can wipe out an entire generation. You can burn their homes to the ground, and somehow they'll still find their way back. But if you destroy their history, you destroy their achievements, then it's as if they never existed. That's what Hitler wants. That is exactly what we're fighting for. This is a directive signed by Hitler. It says if he dies or if Germany falls, they're to destroy everything. Stop, stop. I seem to have stepped on a landmine. Why would you do something like that? What do you got? The lieutenant here seems to have found himself on an unexploded mine. Why would you do that? You all have been spending too much time together. That was The Monuments Men. It is available to watch for free. Hold on. Wake up, everybody. Yeah. Get hey, it. hey, what about... Zip, zip, zip. It's available to watch for free on Crackle. It's available to rent on all the usual VOD services. If you want to play along with our review, that episode comes out next Tuesday. Uh, should be a fun show. thought it was a very fun film to talk about. Yes. Not a fun film to watch. You keep up talking? <laughs> talk a, that's how I know you're bullshitting? Not a fun film to have in my memory at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, Clooney. What the fuck, man? Yeah. So we'll get into it. We'll get into how wrong Quirky is about George Clooney next week but now we're going to take a look back at the film we reviewed last week that was john borman's exorcist 2 the heretic corky yes with the benefit of hindsight Mm -hmm. anything to add to that discussion any new insights anything you want to say about exorcist 2 the heretic uh just that since i'm a comedy legend sure i think we should change the name of the movie to execrable 2 <laughs> and the 2 <laughs> is very appropriate because this movie is a big number two yeah i want to you i wanted to appreciate this movie on its own terms mm-hmm. not just as a movie that is a sequel to the exorcist and is constantly well, you can want commentating one shit on the other <laughs> see what happens first because there's no appreciation. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's just really bad. Uh, it's bad in an uncontrolled way, you know, not not bad in a fun way at all. You can see little strands of coherence, but it really seems like John Boyerman was battling a lot of elements, including himself and his own aversion to The Exorcist. One thing I did want to get into as I was listening to our review recently, mm-hmm. Pazuzu. Mm. Okay, so on the on the show, I said that Pazuzu was named in The Exorcist. You yeah. said, no, he's named in this film. I technically you're right. Yeah. He was not named Pazuzu. It was Pazuzu who was possessing Reagan, but it was not named as Pazuzu. However, there was a statue of the real life Pazuzu. That is the statue that Max von Sydow finds in the opening scene of the film. And later on during a possession scene, that statue flashes on the screen again. So Pazuzu, the real God Pazuzu was shown in the Exorcist, and I believe he's named in the novel The Exorcist. He's not named in the first Exorcist. It's left a little more vague. The second film is all, oh, I'm Pazuzu, baby. Okay, so what you're telling me is that the 99, or yes, let's stop at 99. If you ask 99 people <laughs> who possessed Regan in The Exorcist, the sure. original Exorcist, 
them saying Satan, because 99 sure. of, the, of this 99, yeah. 100% of the 99 we asked, because right. we couldn't be bothered to ask 100th. <laughs> it was 100th guy he left. <laughs> he was like, fuck this. Oh, I thought this was about a different it's movie. Have like, I 100th of this line? I, I, thought I don't have time to wait for tourist. 99 people. <laughs> Every one of them who says the devil possesses Regan is wrong. Well, I mean, the devil's running the show, man. You know what I mean? No. No, you don't <laughs> dig it, man? <laughs> is that a Bruce Springsteen lyric? <laughs> Can you dig it? No, I'm just saying, like, okay, so if you buy a Big Mac at McDonald's, okay. did, like, the CEO of McDonald's make and sell you that Big Mac? But, I mean, really, he did, right? Because he runs the company? Can you dig it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's all his plan, you man. Put, you put it like that, Daniel, and I'm on board. Now I get you. <laughs> Thank you. We got to find that 100th guy and explain it to I'm him. just glad I could clarify this for everyone and that it's not confusing at all anymore. So let's move on to our question of the week. It was inspired by the film we'll be reviewing next week, The Monuments Men, which I should mention has a pretty amazing cast. Uh, director George Clooney stars in the film and also has Matt Damon. Yeah. It has Kate Blanchett. It has John Goodman. It has Jean Dujardin. From I was so the excited. Artist. It has Bill Murray. It has Bob Balaban. Who, who am I leaving out? Uh, nobody. But whatever. That's a lot right there. I That's was pretty so good. excited to not see this movie in theater. I mean, I was excited to see this movie so much so that I did not go see it because I don't see anything <laughs> after 2008. And I was just stunned by the cast that was put together. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's a, it's a World War II movie. I'm a white male in his middle age. I love right war shit. Right in the shit, wheelhouse. Right? It's got a great cast. Sure. It's it's a true-to-life movie or on a based upon a true based story on a real story yeah. oh fucking let's do this yeah but as you'll find in our review next week it did not turn out so it good. is wasted not so good so that inspired the question of the week this week what is the worst film featuring the best cast that's that movie where you look at it and you think oh 11 people i like are in this this will unquestionably be good and it's not uh i'm i'm gonna say we take previous dare daniel movies Ah, uh, so no Aloha. Aloha is a good one. Collateral Beauty is Co- a good one. Collateral Beauty, yes. And obviously The Monuments Men is a really good one. But I would say we should take pre... I mean, we've already kind of hashed out those movies as mm-hmm. well. I should also say, as I always like to give a lot of foreground before my pick, I have not seen those omnibus movies like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day. I haven't seen any of those. No, I haven't seen those either. Uh, I didn't want to pick something like Pearl Harbor or Transformers because it's just too Michael obvious. Bay is bringing this. And also, usually, it's like a lot of times you'll see a movie and it has a lot of people you recognize, but that doesn't mean it has a good cast, right? Like, it's not shocking that a Ben Affleck, Josh Hartnett headline movie, <laughs> such as Pearl Harbor, is bad. That's not a crazy thing, even even though it has Academy Award winner Cuba Gooding Jr. in it. <laughs> The man who what made- is, like what is good about this? I know who these people are, but that doesn't mean it's good. So quirky, yeah. Did you have a pick? Worst film featuring the best cast. Let's hear it. Okay, so I struggled between two, and they're kind of in the same vein. My first pick was going to be, or I was going to say, Last of Sheila. Last of Sheila, 70s murder mystery with James Coburn, Richard Benjamin, Diane Cannon. Great 70s cast, young Ian McShane, and my favorite, James Mason, Mm. who solves a mystery of who murdered Sheila. Written by Anthony Perkins. Right. And so it's an okay movie, but Mm. I thought it could have been so much better. Yeah. And and the, the ending is so hackneyed. But I'm going with the remake of... 
Murder of on the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express. I have not seen it. Yeah. So the remake, I was really geared up for. Sure. I love. I fuck Albert Finney's version is wonderful, and Kenneth Branagh brings this kind of uh, a Peaky Blinders kind of John Woo meets mm. Merchant Ivory bullshit to it. Yeah. And the cast is really good, but then it also has some fucking stankers in it that bring like I don't. So like, let's hear the cast. Okay, so the cast is Johnny Depp plays the murdered man, okay. Daisy Riddle, Kenneth Branagh, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Penelope Cruz, she's okay, Judy Dench, Derek Jacoby, Leslie Odom Jr., and Josh Gad, but whatever. So you got a mix of legends, uh, young young people like uh, Daisy, what's her name? Daisy Riddle, Ridley. Daisy Ridley, yeah, yeah and Josh Gad, and, and then people, you've got some real professionals. People who well. have carried movies, carried franchises. you got stars, you have Penelope Cruz, Johnny Depp. But what a waste. Mm. Why redo Murder on the Orient Express when the first one won the Best Picture? You know what it I didn't mean? win Best Picture. It was nominated. Mm. Albert Finney was won an award. <laughs> no. <laughs> None of this is true. Sydney Lumet won This is something. a whole other mini episode that we're going to fucking... <laughs> Corrections on the last paragraph, Corky. But said. why redo it and why redo it in such a stank way? <laughs> and that's the eternal question, right? And it's really the question behind my pick as well. Why redo it in such a... I mean, redo it. But without the stank. Without the stank, right? Stankway sounds like a Safeway knockoff, too. Like a budget grocery store. So the film I picked is a movie that almost nobody really remembers uh, at all, even though it had some serious awards. uh, You've asked 99 people, do they remember this movie? And 97 were like, I don't know you, please leave. We still could. The other two did not remember. What are you doing in my house? Zero percent. Not tracking well. But this film had some real awards ambitions when it was originally supposed to come out, which I believe was 2005. It eventually came out in 2006. Not what you would call a great sign. But let me throw out this cast at you. You ready for it? Sure. Throw it. Sean Penn. Okay. Jude Law. Mm. Anthony Hopkins. Kate Winslet. Mark Ruffalo. Patricia Clarkson. James Gandolfini. Wow. Those are your headlighters. And then you've got a really strong group of character actors. We're talking Jackie Earl Haley, Kathy Baker, Frederick Forrest, Kevin Dunn, Tom McCarthy, and even for good measure, blues guitarist Kebmo. Wow. Although I think you'll agree, after watching the film, that Keb less is Kebmo. <laughs> That's the kind of droll Dick Cavett humor that I'm famous for. Ladies and gentlemen, comedy myth, Daniel Barnes. <laughs> the film I'm talking about. I wish everybody could have seen your mugging after delivering that joke. The film I'm talking about. Anyone? Anyone? Uh, Any Matt, idea what this movie is? Thin Red Line. Stephen Zalian's All the King's Men. I've never. The don't. 2006 adaptation of the Robert Warren Penn novel about a Huey Long-like political figure. It previously in, was adapted into the 1949 Best Picture winner. They remade it in 2006, supposed to be 2005, with this amazing cast. And it is one of the most boring movies that is imaginable. Wow. In 2010, I wrote an article for the SNR where I talked about box office bombs, which this movie was a huge box office bomb. I called it, quote, unfathomably tedious. And I'm going to hold up on that. It's a, a brutal movie uh, to sit through. It's utterly boring. There's no reason for watching it. The original is totally solid and serviceable film. 
stick with that one. I think it's pretty cool that we both picked remakes of original Best Picture winners. Uh, <laughs> well, we didn't. Murder on the Orient Express <laughs> Sir? swept the Academy Awards. <laughs> Why would you lie? They, they did it. For, it was actually the first time they won the Best Picture Award for five years in a row. They just kept They just it kept back. giving they it to it. It's like, it. this is really good. Guys. They gave a Best Picture Award to Sidney Lumet. They, they were just giving it out. Lumet. No, what the yeah. fuck is even happening? <laughs> <laughs> this one I, I've never seen, but it's one of those that ha- everybody refers to. I think Ebert said this is one of the worst movies of all time. Hmm. Mad Dog Time had a great cast in right, it. Right, right, right. A 90s right. movie yeah. that I've never watched. My mom recommended it, so I know it's bad. <laughs> I threw. I thought a couple other ones uh, to run up to All the King's Men. Be Cool. Mm. The Get Shorty sequel that has John Travolta, I've never seen it. Uma Thurman, Vince Vaughn, Cedric the Entertainer, Andre 3000, Harvey Keitel, Danny DeVito, James Woods, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and cameos from all sorts of. It's set in the music industry, so mm-hmm. there's all sorts of music cameos. Bonfire of the Vanities, Tom Hanks, Bruce ah. Willis, Melanie Griffith, Kim Cattrall, Morgan Freeman. It's a bad movie. And a word for Jonah Hex. I can't argue for Megan Fox as any kind of good actress, but how about Josh Brolin, John Malkovich, Michael Fassbender, Michael Shannon? Wow. That's heavyweight. I was such a fan of the DC reboot of the Jonah X comic book, too, and I was bummed to see that it wasn't a good movie. It's an awful, awful movie. I just I love the idea of all of these Steppenwolf theater veterans on the set of Jonah X going like, what's the motivation for my cowboy ghost monster in this scene or whatever i mean no offense but steppenwolf theater actors i mean they probably had to just shoot on sober dry days (laughs) no i'm sorry those guys party (laughs) well yeah the motivation is always his money so uh quirky you have a couple of responses to our previous questions of the week that you have been all hitting us up on the twitter dare daniel pod I'm going to stall and rustle papers. While My dumbass shut the window down. I'm sorry, dude. Shut the window down. Okay. You shut that window. <laughs> that slammed shut the window. Shut the window. When a comedy legend shuts a window, God <laughs> opens a door. All right. So let's open the door to this bit. Quirky. Responses to previous questions week you got on Twitter. Dare Daniel Pod. Yeah. I usually tag these on to Happy Follow Friday tags because a lot of people are on there and it gets a lot of eyes on it. It's Friday. They're following. Yeah, exactly. And I think if we all play along, we bump each other up. So I tag this on to a You Watch, I Listen podcast post. What's your favorite horror comedy as we discussed in a previous mini-sode? Inspired by the very unscary and unfunny quote-unquote horror comedy Transylvania. Right. Exactly. Hit me up, Warren Miller. <laughs> Warren the, Miller, hit me up on my Twitter. The aforementioned You Watch, I Listen podcast had a doozy, a slew of responses, some of which I should have chosen, mm-hmm. and I was mad at myself that I didn't. American Werewolf in London, Shaun of the Dead, which would have been my two number ones. Not the ones I chose. <laughs> not what's bitten. But the, not what's bitten. <laughs> I hope everybody knew I was doing a once bit. Oh, oh, Jesus. Comedy legend, folks. Oh. But they said things like that I don't understand Evil Dead 2, uh, Bubba Hotep. But Idle Hands. I think Idle Hands is an underrated. I think Devin Sewa gave us a really good performance. No. For, yeah, he gives a really good. F- don't take me back to Marlon Wayans and Senseless. This is good physical comedy. Mm. No. And we got Mike, Mike, and Oscar, the MM and O pod, said this may be cheating, but if it's accepted and they. Chose Get Out. I think that's that's a good sure. horror comedy choice. I'll buy it. For better or worse, pod at FBOW pod said absolutely Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which I gave a shout out to. Mm-hmm. You didn't didn't really never read, seen it. Oh, okay, 
Tom Morvola Riddle, one of our favorite followers and responders, said the Trump administration. Hey-o! And he Not said, favorite, he least f- favorite. He put a tag on his joke, too. If there's a sequel, I'm walking out, which I thought, good good on you. Good on you, good Riddle. Bit. Good bit. A non-mom happy hour podcast, that's at non-mom happy hour, said maybe Shaun of the Dead, but I love the series Stand Against Evil. Fuck yes. Dana Gould, comedy hero of mine. All right. Never seen it. Anything he does. And it's got John McGinley, John C. McGinley, mm-hmm. and Janet Varney. John C. McGinley is fantastic, but Janet Varney's so underrated. She should be big. The Film Cactus, at the Film Cactus, said Scary Movie 2. Hmm. Never actually seen that one. Oh, dude. It's actually pretty good. Is it? David Cross and Chris Elliott. Chris fucking kill that movie all right yeah there's the, there's oh, the yeah. dumb wayne's brothers bits of course but there's a lot of good shit What's and then with you on the wayne brothers <laughs> marlin is the man i'm telling you <laughs> and then finally we'll give a shout out uh the hack and slash podcast during october corktober scare daniel everybody's doing halloween scary movies i I found so many great horror movie podcasts at hack slash cast is a good one they gave a few bride of chucky cabin in the woods that you mentioned and what we do in the shadows which i don't think oh yeah anybody mentioned really really good one my daughter loves that very funny very funny movie Hey everyone, before we start the show, I just want to let you know that if you enjoy the Dare Daniel podcast, if you like the work we're doing here, you can help us grow the show by making a donation through the Dare Daniel website. Your generous contributions will help offset the cost of producing the show and will also enable long-term projects. You can make a one-time payment or set up a monthly subscription. Any amount helps and it's really greatly appreciated. Thanks a lot and here's the show. Just wanted to shout out some of the people who have already donated to the show, and thank you very much. I'm we cannot thank you enough. Saying your names is just a small bit of our gratitude. You're the reason we do it. You're the reason we do it. I swear to God. So just some shout outs to my good buddy David Paul Islanian. Most of these people are related to me, uh, so I'll just uh, say my mom, I love you, to my brother, I love you, Matthew, and to my wife, I love you, Darcy. Everyone, I love you all too, but not kind of in that, you know. Sure, no. Not mother, brother, wife. Almost didn't have to be brought up. I thought it did need to be brought up. Just, I mean, cover our ass. Let's just cover our ass. So they, yeah, so your family doesn't get jealous? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, DP, I love you too. Sorry. Best friend. I mean, you got it. You got to. But that's best friend, mom, brother, wife. I mean, that's, that's a tight. Yeah. Moving on. Now we're getting to sub love. <laughs> People who I really like. I really like you guys. Brian Pine, you're amazing. Dan Scott, of course, a frequent dare. Can't oh, stop yeah. the music. Transal freaking mania. Bon vivant, Dan Scott. Woo! And Tom Marvolo Ritterl. Super fan. Super fan of the show. So thank you, everyone, uh, for donating on the Dare Daniel site. And uh, you can go there and donate right now if you choose. And I'll tell you I love you, too. I'll yeah. Swear. I'll swear. That'll be my thing. So now let's read a few of your movie dares. Corky. Yes, sir. Dare number one. Speaking of family, speaking of people we love. Let me just, before, this is how this show keeps going. Aside from donations, we need dares. So if you ever are listening and you'd be like, I want them to do that movie, regardless of what we've said the tomato meter has to be, regardless of we said the box office has to be, just bring it to us. Bring it. We can talk ourselves into anything. Absolutely. And don't think that, oh, I dared three things and now I should not dare anymore. I dare 300 things. We want them. Your dares are the gas that keeps this. It's food and I'm starving. I think it's more gas, Dan. It's food. (laughs) Then it's gas. 
So, but speaking of family members and people that we love or you, you love, how about Molly McDonald? Is that hey! name? Molly McDonald. She is the heiress of the Samurai Cop quote fortune. She will be receiving <laughs> one half of a Transylvania digital download. Going in your dowry, baby. So, fellas, come on. What does she dare? The ABCs of death. Corky, do you know the ABCs of death? I do because she explained it to me after she texted me the dare. <laughs> it is a 2012 horror anthology, 26 chapters. One for each letter of the alphabet. I have only heard bad things about this from all but the most hardcore horror apologists. And all letters, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but all letters are directed by a different director. A different director directing a different letter that relates to death somehow. Which sounds like something this millennial YouTube generation, Fortnite, hashtag, (laughs) as fuck. Why did Molly McDonald dare us to watch it? She says, quote, it is the worst movie I have ever seen. Hmm. IMDb synopsis, a 26-chapter anthology that showcases death in all its vicious wonder and brutal beauty. This movie, like I said, no one seems to like it, as far as I can tell, except for the people who like every horror movie and don't care at all. Murder in its beautiful beautiful beauty? Yeah, it did inspire several sequels. There's a bunch of ABCs of death. Dude, there were a bunch of sleepaway camps. We've we've talked about this. Horror movies get sequels (laughs) for no reason. This is what I'm saying. Come on. Have some standards, people. Right. And the ABCs, there's not another set of ABCs. I don't know what you're doing. Right? It's like Sanskrit. (laughs) The sign language ABCs. You have to kill somebody with the sign, Dan. (laughs) So thank you, Bali, for that dare, the ABCs of Thanks, honey. Good one to think about. Maybe for next Scare Daniel. Helping Daddy keep the podcast going. Thank you, baby. (laughs) Our next dare comes to us from someone who identifies themselves as the president (laughs) of the Assassin's Guild of Assassinations. I swear to God, this is my favorite, my absolute favorite thing that has happened with this podcast. (laughs) People from the movies, characters from the movies are daring us to watch these movies. President of the Assassin's Guild of Assassination wants us to watch the film <laughs> Assassins. <laughs> Do you know the film Assassins? Have you seen the film Assassins? No, I haven't. This is not X versus Sever, right? No. But this is a Stallone and Julianne Moore thing? Stone, Stallone, Antonio Banderas, and Julianne Moore. Okay. It is from 1995, directed by Richard Donner. Wow. Uh, of course, who directed the original Superman and The Omen. But who also did... Lethal Weapon... But I also did Lethal Weapons 2 through 4. And also did that one movie. <laughs> Radio Flyer. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's not great. He's he's up at, he's hit, hit or miss. It, as we said, it stars Stallone, Antonio Banderas, and Julianne Moore. It was scripted by Lily and Lana Wachowski back in the 90s when they were still Andy and Larry Wachowski. Why did the president of the Assassinations Guild of Assassinations dare us to watch Assassins? He says, he or she says, they don't identify. Could right. be a woman. Could I don't be. I want to assume. Women can be assassins. Let's just say it is a woman. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely how the assassins, the president of the Assassin's Guild of Assassins would talk. Hey. Like, <laughs> hello, fellow youths. What's happening? 
<laughs> the president says, while the Assassin's Guild of Assassinations, the AGA, is very supportive of movies highlighting the many contributions that those skilled in the assassin arts have made to humanity over the years, this movie is a black eye on an otherwise flawless genre of movies. Antonio Banderas plays an assassin who can't get the number one ranking with the AGA or this movie's bunk-ass version of our illustrious guild unless he takes out Sly Stallone, who is in the process of retiring from assassinating people. There's lots of stupid scenes of the two trying to get the drop on each other and Banderas wearing baseball hats when he clearly has no idea how they work. <laughs> also, Julianne Moore is in it. Wait. Ha ha have you ever seen this movie? I've never actually seen it. No, I've Which only... is amazing because it was a movie that came in the mid-90s and played on cable all the time. Exactly. I, I've only seen like uh, the advertisements for it and... The, what stuck with me was Stallone and Julianne Moore in like a white dress or something like that. Well, yeah, that would strike anyone. Exactly. <laughs> the IMDb synopsis for Assassin. uh, Assassins says, professional hitman Robert Rath. I mean, this is good already. Sure, yeah. <laughs> professional hitman Robert Rath wants to fulfill a few more contracts before retiring. <laughs> I just got one more in me. I, I got, got one more few, kill in me. I got a, a few. A few. But unscrupulous, ambitious newcomer hitman Miguel Bain, Bain oh, God. keeps killing Wrath's targets. Oh, yeah, you can kill your targets, Batman. <laughs> classic, classic Bane. So that is Assassins, and thank you to the president of the Assassins Guild of Assassinations this is for a, that dare. This is a movie where an up-and-coming assassin is taking over and... <laughs> He wants to get the number one ranking. One assassin just trying to get out the game. It sounds good. Oh, Jesus. You got to admit it sounds good. It's got a little Mad Men quality to right? it. Right? But in the assassin world, not perfect. in advertising. Absolutely perfect. Uh, and since since we're doing the every other week reviews and uh, mini episodes, like I said, we're going to try to beef up these a little more. So how about a third dare, baby? Ooh. Dare number Three, and not just a dare from any old person. Uh-uh. A dare from Heather Smith. Nice. This is a heavy hitter right here. This is first plaque enshrined in the Hall of Fame. This is, what did she give us? She gave us 50, 50 Shades. 50 I mean, Which gave us three wonderful movies. Right. And then also the last one that we did, Sleepaway Camp, which Sleepaway was our Camp. first uh. ever duo reverse dare. This is this is not to be taken lightly. No, not to be taken Buckle the fuck lightly. In. Her dare is the film Q, mm. aka Q colon the Winged Serpent. <laughs> is it winged or winged? I think we give it winged. We're going winged. This is as we said the dare of Fifty Shades of Grey Sleepaway Camp. She gave you all those samurai quotes to pass down to your children. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Q. Like Sleepaway Camp, came out in 1982. Unlike Sleepaway Camp, it was written and directed by Larry Cohen, long timer in the exploitation realm, mostly known as a writer, but he also directed Black Caesar. He directed Hell Up in Harlem. He directed It's Alive. And he directed Q, The Winged Serpent. It stars David Carradine, Michael Moriarty, Candy Clark, and Richard Roundtree. Holy shit. So far, so good. Why does Heather want us to watch Q, The Winged Serpent? She says, I'm back <laughs> with another amazing cinema masterpiece. She's getting cocky she already. She knows it. Man, when you she knows it. She's like swaggering up to the plate. This is Babe Ruth pointing She's to the She's pointing to yeah. the stands like, I'm about to just plant this. <laughs> she says, deep down, I really have a love for trash cinema. So I'm daring you to watch Q, 
the Winged Serpent. It's great for its amazing 1982 special effects. You have a ghastly creature that chomps people like gummy bears. David Carradine, motherfucking Shaft, and yes, <laughs> a boob or two. Wow. She knows how to sell this. Yeah, that's a bat flip at the end after the point. I recommend you have some drugs. Lots of drugs before watching this movie. Look, it's not the worst way to spend an hour and a half. It's like she had a little sheet of boxes to cross off. <laughs> yes. Says, move, make Dan Barnes watch this movie. Men- First of all, tell me he has to take a lot of drugs. Yes, right. Mention gummy bears in any way, shape, or form. Tell them there'll be nudity and David Carradine in it. Uh, and you're on board. Right. <laughs> Dan is putting the movie on right now. I'm just like, I've rented it. <laughs> I'm going to watch this on the drive home. IMDb synopsis says, NYPD detectives Shepard and Powell are working on a bizarre case of a ritualistic Aztec murder. Hold on, and it's a cop movie? <laughs> Holy fuck. Solving an Aztec murder, as you do. Meanwhile, something big is attacking yeah. people of New York, and only greedy small-time crook Jimmy Quinn knows where its lair is. It's an Aztec murder. That's an extremely cold case. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Q the Winged Serpent from Heather Smith. Heather, thank you as always for the dares. You Keep are awesome. Everyone uh, go to daredania.com, hit submit a dare, or hit us up on the Facebook or the Twitter on Dare Daniel Pod. And check out uh, Heather. She's at Mecha Dino Robot. She's so fucking funny yeah. online. Heather is awesome. So that's all we have for you on this mini episode of the Dare Daniel Podcast. Come back next Tuesday. Tuesday! For our full review of The Monuments Men. Yeah. Directed by George Clooney, starring George Clooney, starring Matt Damon, starring Kate Blanchett, starring Bill Murray. Such a cast. How could it be bad? It yeah, can't be bad. Right? It just can't. It is. It is. <laughs> but until then, I am Daniel Barnes, film critic for the Sacramento News and Review. I'm comedy legend Corky McDonald. He said it himself. But yeah. Now it's truth. It's just, it's out there now. You, you've nominated, I seconded the motion. <laughs> He's motion ex- carried. He has accepted your love. That's amazing. <laughs> So until then, hang tight, everybody. Monuments, man. We love you.